0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David McGuire.
1: And I am Eric Brickmont. And I am Brian Moriarty. We're sorry to interrupt your podcast this evening, but we come to you with a very important message. Are you tired of hearing the squeaking of our chairs?
2: Are you tired of hearing a distant echo in the background? Are you tired of hearing my lips
0: smack the moment before I talk?
1: I know I am, but you know how we can fix that? We need help from you. You see, Rome was not built in a day. It was built over many months
2: and also with lots of money. And lots of marble. We don't actually need the marble. No, we don't need it. It'd be nice, but... Okay, let's just stick to things that we actually need. Okay, sorry. Okay, thank Uh, you. Anyways, if you feel like you want to help us with our squeaking chairs or
0: massive
1: echo and Brian's incessant lip-smacking, please go to www.nerdonomy.com. Click on Donate, where your money will go to helping our Nerd Cave thrive and helping Brian get over his speech impediment.
0: And to go to our need for lots and
2: lots of Hot Pockets. We must have the Hot Pockets.
3: You're listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty,
0: and Sean Moriarty. Okay, guys. We have to talk about this. We can't do Nerds on Film without discussing it. Discussing
4: what? Batfleck. I'm sorry. Batfleck.
0: For those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, Ben Affleck mm-hmm. is the now Batman. He is the Batman in the Man of Steel sequel. Truth.
5: Truth, Truth DC indeed. DC
0: Comics broke it officially on Thursday. Thurs- Thursday night. Thursday evening, yeah. And it was confirmed by Warner Brothers. So this is happening.
5: And then the internet instantly went into rage. (laughs) A
0: fit of rage, which I have not seen in a long time. Last time
4: I saw that was for Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight. Or Michael Keaton as Batman in
0: 1989. Yep. Which I'm glad you guys brought those up, because, you know, those were times where everyone got really, 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 like, amped up. Like, I'm not sure if this is going to work, and... They were wrong. And yet the one time they didn't get amped up was when George Clooney became Batman. And yet that
5: was... Sort of <laughs> yeah, and Clooney was arguably... Well, I don't know. I don't think Clooney was the worst. I still think Val Kilmer was the worst. But,
3: um, I was going to say Val Kilmer was the worst Bruce Wayne, but a better Batman, and George Clooney was a great Bruce Wayne, but a shitty Batman. Yeah,
5: like I still attest that George Clooney is the best Bruce Wayne, and he wa- and Michael Keaton was the best Batman, and Christian Bale the best mix of the two.
4: Yeah, I concur.
5: That's that's my opinion. Yeah, we, and well we had that discussion played, almost actually. a year
0: ago, actually. Hmm? We had that discussion almost a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a discussion in our third episode, and this is our 51st episode tonight. So wow, crazy. Isn't that wild? It is. So How uh, time flies. Well, okay, so for me, personally, whenever I hear fan rage like that, my immediate reaction is, okay, first of all, we haven't even seen him in costume. Second of all, we haven't even seen the trailer yet, so like... How can we be so judgmental when we haven't actually seen it happen? You know, what do you think that process is like? What is? Why do people do that? <laughs> because the internet.
4: That's that's the best answer Just I can get. The internet. Everybody Just because everybody can have the an internet. opinion. Yeah, except Dave.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so the loudest opinions are heard.
4: It's, yeah. good. it's I kind I of a small segment Absolutely. of the internet
3: freaks out about these things, and but that, but for some reason, news organizations pay attention to that and report that instead mm-hmm. of. If people are saying good things because they're not as loud. Because that's
4: what the news is all about. What people say on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Yep. Oh, uh, I just, if I could chime in for a second. Please. Um, uh, I'm just curious. Like, everybody's up in arms about Affleck, but nobody's commenting on he's going to be in a Zack Snyder movie, which Batman's going to have second billing. So it's kind of, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's almost like, yeah, he's playing Batman, but he's going to be. In a a co-star movie. in a Superman movie, right. so yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of other issues that you know you you could take into consideration. It's yeah. like, I don't know, were we all fans of Man of Steel? What was everybody's take on Man of Steel?
0: I I loved it. I loved it. I had, I mean, every no film is perfect, but I I watched it twice, and mm-hmm. the second time I was very close to paying attention to what. I was closely watching all of the issues people had with it, mm-hmm. and I felt like a lot of them were unwarranted because hmm. the, with, the pace, with the pace of the story, it actually just the action makes sense in the moment. Okay.
5: Actually, I had a lot of problems with Man of Steel. I was not necessarily. I mean, it was a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It wasn't didn't live up to the expectations, and maybe this is actually a really good thing that people are having problems with with Ben Hufler, as I like to call him. Um, if they're having problems with him. Being in this role, all the expectations are going to be significantly lower, (laughs) and maybe that'll be better off for him.
3: Kev? Well,
4: to this I say, fuck all of you. Man of Steel was great. I loved it. I saw it twice in six hours, uh, and I had a blast. I thoroughly look forward to owning it on uh, Blu-ray. I understand why people have problems for it, but I think they're nitpicking the fuck out of this movie and I think as an overall story overall picture I get it I understand what this movie is trying to accomplish and I think it succeeded and the only discrepancy I have is if they don't address the third act in Batman versus Superman as a starting point or whatever then I think a lot is lost well, because of what happens at the end it's of that pretty movie.
0: clear that they're setting this, the stone for a DC Universe on film for a couple of reasons. One, you see Wayne Enterprises as a, a satellite in the film. It's pretty blatant.
4: Yep, and you also see Lexicorp on a giant no, on no, a no, building and on the gas tank truck that explodes yeah, as well. Not no, no, only that, but the
0: oil tanker in That's the beginning movie. Oh, the oil, the oil tanker? tanker? in the beginning mm-hmm. is, uh, the character's name I think is Yuraville, uh-huh. is uh, an Aquaman villain, uh, oh. an Aquaman corporation. And there's speculation that Dave was just telling me about this the other day, that the whales who passed over were sent by, by Arthur to uh, oh, to, to make sure he was okay. That's a great fan. Awesome. Well done. Dave. Yeah. So if they tie that in later on, so they're they're really putting a lot of effort into it. Not only that, but I don't know if you were, did you hear that Brian Cranston is. Um, did they
1: offer it? I just
0: heard he was wanting it. It's not that he wanted it. It's not official.
1: It's not official yet. But okay. there's
0: very strong uh, speculation at this point that he is going to be the next Lex. Luthor. I think that's
1: fantastic. He's awesome, and he could do he can do whatever. I mean, yeah. that guy is is is. He's got a wide range, and actually, the funny thing is, is Cranston. Are you guys up on your DC TV shows from back in the day? Uh, a not as well as I well should Cranston be. was. I'm up
3: on Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman. I, I watched Smallville,
0: and I watched uh, a little bit of Birds of Prey. Back. anybody
1: watched The Flash?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah I watched watch the, the
3: original Flash. We had it recorded. We had the TV yeah, movie yeah, premiere, and, and we like we had reruns. We watched reruns on Saturday. I
1: double check. Cranston either played Heat Wave or Captain Cold. No, he didn't play Captain Cold. But Cranston was a villain on The Flash, so he's got wow. some D.C. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I, if I remember correctly. If memory serves me, Cranston has already appeared on a D.C. TV show. So. I
5: basically have the mindset that Cranston can do no wrong, so pretty whatever much. he wants true. to do is fine.
3: Yeah, like, Cranston Besides could've... be a total douchebag to Adam Carolla.
5: Oh, really?
1: Huh. Uh, I wonder if it's a bit, because Cranston usually, he, he's pretty comfortable with everybody. Yeah, and, he, he and he's has He plays think could along. Then I've been duped. I think yeah, you were doing it's dude. possible yeah also he
4: deadpans like nobody's business yeah, yeah. yeah. he's great yeah. at
0: that uh, and he seems actually pretty humble when I, I saw him in an interview on CBS this morning about a year ago when he won the Emmy for Breaking Bad and uh, he seemed actually pretty pretty humble uh, as a guy
1: you know what's funny is, is I haven't even watched Breaking Bad that much I've seen episodes here and there but I'll give Cran- Cranston uh, carte blanche because of Malcolm in the Middle yeah, yeah. oh awesome no absolutely yeah. I've
5: actually never seen an episode of Breaking Bad yet I'm well, waiting until it's go. over so yeah
0: Well, see, it's interesting because people are totally up in arms about Batfleck, and yet everyone's going to be okay if Bryan Cranston is Lex Luthor. So clearly...
4: It it, it works. Right now, with what he's doing with Breaking Bad, I mean, it it totally works.
0: Well, what I'm trying to get at is uh, clearly they're putting consideration into who should play which character. So maybe we should give Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan the benefit of the doubt. Oh,
1: I always will. Also, if I could make one more point about it, basically... I mean, I read this on the internet, so it's not my original thought. But somebody made a good point that I don't know what everybody is making a big deal about who they're putting in the bat suit when it's the cowl that is the selling point. Whereas Superman, when you have to see the person's face, they cast usually unknowns that come out of nowhere. So why does it make a big deal who you have under the cowl for Batman? Why not just get an up and co- or why not just get an unknown who can do it just as good as Cavill? So. You know, I don't know why everybody's you know, I mean a fleck, I mean he's am I saying that right? A fleck. A fleck. Affleck. Affleck. Bat Either fleck. Way.
0: <laughs> who I, fleck I, um, I like, like a Fleck though. It sounds more fleck. uh more you know oh, Wait,
4: wait, do you wanna add a Boston accent to it? A flack. Well that's the other thing that's cool too. That's right? auto. Get, that's medical insurance. A <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanna
1: see Batman, you know, who you know, from the town pretty much. You yes. know, that's Pakta Khan, Havid Yacht, that kind of thing, you know. Yes. So if he does it, that'd be cool. So. Sean,
0: you never even got a chance to say what your thoughts were on Man of Steel. So, what's, what was your no,
3: take on it? No, it ties in all of it Man of Steel and this new movie with Ben Affleck as Batman. Nolan and Snyder obviously have an idea of what they're doing. And, like Lon's saying, you could put an unknown in there. So, I think that that means that their specific choice for Affleck, kn- knowing and probably analyzing the kind of flack they were going to get on the internet, knowing it was coming, they have a clear choice. And we're going to see whether that choice is a good choice or it's a bad choice. And in my opinion, it can either be a great choice or it's going to be an awful one. There's not going to be a middle ground. It's not going to be okay. It's going to be horrible or it's going to be outstanding.
1: Can I just add one more thing? I'm sorry. Uh, Basically, I mean, if we're all nerds and geeks here, do we really, when we watch a Superman, Batman movie, do we really want to see them act circles around each other? Or do we just want to see them fight and punch and do cool stuff? I kind of want to see a
0: little bit of both now because we've come to expect it. With the recent Marvel films, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Robert Downey Jr., true scenery like a motherfucker, and he, uh, and they've gotten really good actors to be all the Avengers yeah. at this point. Absolutely. Sure. I, yeah, and most... I
3: think besides the Dark Knight Returns animated films that I've seen, uh, I don't think, especially in live action, that we've got to see the camaraderie between Superman and Batman, and yeah. actually the, probably starting with them not liking each other, and that dynamic, I think, is going to be outstanding to see. Yeah. That's That's
5: what I want to see. Well, I I think how I feel just kind of in general about the Affleck specific decision because I I haven't I actually have not said anything publicly on Facebook on Twitter anything about my opinion on this just to you guys. But I think Ben Affleck is a fantastic actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's a fantastic director. And I aside from his like you know mid career pitfall so far that we've seen with you know Dare Daredevil uh, Daredevil and Geely, um, I honestly, I'm just not sure if I want him to be in this role. That's what it boils down to. I like seeing him a little bit more on the everyman side as opposed to um, Bruce Wayne, as opposed to Bruce Wayne, or as opposed to a vigilante, like that's just not necessarily what.
1: Yeah, but if you have any worries about that, look, watch the last uh, Oscars when the guy's up there collecting the Best Picture award. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in his tux and he's looking all dapper and he's, you know, he could be a Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Yeah. You no, know, I know
5: he could be a Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he can be a Batman. Well. That's what it boils what, down did to. Did we hate that.
1: him as Daredevil? I mean... I,
4: to be honest, like I, I'm glad you brought that up, because I think the problems with Daredevil were all the story. I thought Affleck actually did a really good job as I, Daredevil.
1: I, I'm a huge Daredevil fan, as yeah. I can attest. I would say
0: that same I thing. I think it was fine. <laughs> Is that the problems with Daredevil were with Mark Steven Johnson's writing and directing, and uh, a really bad costume that they put on him. But other than that, uh, I mean, did they really... Could they not connect the neck? Could they yeah, not but put I mean, in but the
4: it's the, there's no point.
0: Yeah, there. Us, but he as Daredevil, I think, was and Matt Murdock was fine, so that that was, was passable. Just, it was yeah. do,
1: it was livable. It wasn't, and I think with with Ben Affleck, you're gonna just, I you might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think. yeah. and if I'm, um, go ahead, Sean
3: I'm coming out of the closet with Lon. Now that he's here, I feel like I have a support group. I also enjoy (laughs) Daredevil. The director's cut more so than the the theatrical version. Yes, good call, Sean. Because the the story's changed and some motivations are changed, and I think it's a much better It's a bit darker of
0: a movie, yeah. Yeah.
3: I think it was
4: you, Sarah, that told me this, or I might have heard this on the internet, but um, the day that it was announced, um, again, I thought it was you or someone else, said, oh, look, they cast a rich white guy to play uh, Bruce Wayne.
5: That was definitely not me, but I wish I did say that.
4: Um, Here's what I think. Ben Affleck is a
0: decent actor, very good writer, a really good director. With acting... With a few exceptions, he's usually the same in every part. Yeah, he either yeah. can play the everyman, or he can play the guy from Boston, and he's as he did in The Town and he did as he did in Good Will Hunting. True. He can deliver lines really, really well, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really color characters that much. And I think,
1: hopefully, he would admit to that. Um, yeah, because even in Argo, he was still yeah. Ben Affleck with a beard. Well, exactly. mean, like, and maybe this is maybe his, his opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he
5: this is his opportunity, then. Mm-hmm. I'd
1: like to see
3: him approach it more like he did O'Banion in uh, Days of Confused.
4: Holy cap. Uh, <laughs> just a total oh. prick. Wow. I, yeah, wow, that's, that's pretty Kevin awesome. Kevin
3: is so... That's a good idea. At least at the, begin, just so at the beginning the with he Super, said, like, the juxt, juxtaposition with him and Superman, he should be like a dick. Uh, well, uh, one thing that I'm surprised that is
4: not getting a lot more traction is that um, I think it was Zack Snyder who said that Batman vs Superman is going to be based loosely um, off of the Dark Knight Returns which is a great graphic novel, and in The Dark Knight Returns, there is, hold on, I'm not done. There is Robin in that. And she is played by a woman. What they, and I want Emma Stone to be in that role. I'm okay. just saying. Well, no, I think Ooh.
0: that's getting a little out of hand because that's like Grace in Comic Con. They quoted that the quote was the basis for the movie. I just want you to remember this for the rest of your time that there was one person who could beat
4: you, right? And that so, is from the graphic novel. And they said that they were going to be pulling from that, right. not a interpretation.
0: They said Loosely. That the way that Zack Snyder said it, I watched the video from Comic Con. Said but that so did I. they were that that was their inspire that quote was the inspiration for the script. Yeah, not so, the storyline. Not the story. So the story's going to be about finding out is that we see this all-powerful character who has just destroyed Metropolis in the process of trying to save it. Can some <laughs> can a human actually beat him? And the movie's going to be about the fact that Batman can do that.
4: Well, fine. If that's the case, then I want Matt Damon as ba- as Robin then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's been
5: making those jokes uh, You know I don't know how uh, I feel about a female Robin Just because I'm really getting frustrated With um, female sidekicks And not enough female superheroes And that's yeah. going to be a whole other Topic of conversation the, That I'm the probably female not going to get into Sarah. Right the female
0: Sarah is is Wonder the Woman's going
3: to make up for all that I hope Wonder to go It has to
5: Honestly, what's been frustrating the shit out of me in the Marvel universe is, you know, why why have Black Widow when you could have, when you could have Ms. Marvel like, and why didn't they use that? So that's like well, Ms.
0: Marvel is a whole other big big storyline. And have to they get could into. have
5: given her an origins movie. They mm-hmm. could have done it. But you know what? It's it, and I've been reading a lot about this stuff, and it just seems like every single time it boils down to it when they're ready to maybe. Possibly give it a green light. They won't do it because they're afraid.
1: I think black. Wait, Widow isn't just... Ms. Marvel
3: Jean
5: Grey? No, no. no Ms. Marvel is that's um, Marvel Girl. That's Marvel Girl. Ms. Marvel. Marvel Girl. Okay, um, never mind. She was also Warbird at one point, and she's. Okay, she's, I was just
3: going to say if it was Jean Grey that it's owned by Fox.
5: Yeah, no, no, that's not. Yeah, it. never mind. And she's the reason why Rogue ends up getting her super strength.
0: Yeah, yourself. she well, she yeah. got her powers. She was a human being who got her powers from the 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 Kreez. Mm-hmm. The Kree, it the Kree or the scrolls. Um, I think it was the Kree. It was the Kree. the Kree. Kree is the same. Uh, the Kree is the same species as the Marvel Captain Marvel.
4: Show sure, my comic book nerd here. <clears throat> I was about to say this is like one of the nerdiest conversations we've ever had. Oh well, well yes. folks, yes.
0: this is called Nerds on Film. <laughs> what are you expecting?
5: Oh, and yes, note- we going talk
0: about masterpiece theater tonight. I thought oh, you about know you're talk about
5: masterpiece theater if you could. And Uh. masturbation. Masturbation in Masterpiece Theater.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Masturbation Theater. Oh, oh, by Jove, oh. With
5: a smoking jacket and no pants.
0: (laughs) Tonight I should be cracking off while reciting Macbeth.
1: (laughs) Is there a dagger I see before me?
5: (laughs) Out, damn spot, out.
1: (laughs) It's funny you mention that. We actually, uh, on the sketch sketch comedy show we did... More on life. We have a sketch, masturbates theater. So
0: (laughs) that's that's awesome. There you you have
1: it. Well, I'm in the same boat with you guys. Well, you know.
0: On that note, welcome to Nerds on Film, guys. I'm Brian Moriarty.
5: I'm Sarah Ashley.
0: I am Kevin Satorius, and I'm Sean Moriarty. And the other voice you're hearing tonight is our very special guest, local filmmaker and funny man, Lon Lopez. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm having fun. And definitely, uh, fellow nerd, because you see you've got Daredevil on one arm mm-hmm. as a tattoo. Tattoo, yeah. Iron Fist in the other arm. I don't have the actual Daredevil on my arm. That would be uh, a And weird. then you've got... <laughs> a, you're, wearing, you're wearing a sleeveless Captain America t- shield. I am. So, yeah. like, we
1: know where you stand. Yes. I'm a huge nerd. Literally. So. <laughs> there you
5: go. Good call on the sleeveless. It's really warm in here. It is.
1: Yes. Summertime. Once we have a ceiling in
0: the nerd cave, we'll be, okay, we'll be oh, able fantastic. to keep it cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Lon... Yes, you made a documentary. Well, actually, you made it first off. I saw your stop motion film at the uh, the Brandon Film Festival, and that was. Oh, you were at that? Yeah, I was. That was spectacular, by the way. Thank you. It was very good. But you, we wanted to talk a lot about your the documentary you made about the Cactus Club.
5: Yeah.
0: Um. So first of all, what's it called? What's the premise of it for our for our audience?
1: For the documentary, Um, basically, the name of the film is "Rock the Block: uh, The Story of the Cactus Club." And basically the premise was, was just kind of a, I don't want to say like expose, but just kind of a, um, the story of the local music scene in San Jose during the eighties and nineties, late or early two thousands, um, that kind of bloomed and then crashed. So, uh, I was a part of it. I was playing music at the time when I was, you know, in my teens and, uh, was just kind of around it. So I had good access to all the people after the fact and. Uh, in my own filmmaking process, I was kind of like, I've never done a documentary. Let's, you know, tell about something you know and figured it would be an interesting story to tell. So and that's kind of what sparked it. So,
5: And it actually is a really, really interesting story. I, I watched it, and... Um... Uh, the one thing that I really appreciated about it is that it very much captures um, a certain time period. Yeah. And it has definitely, I mean, and the Cactus Club arguably was at its peak in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely captures that whole underdog feeling of the 90s of a certain like counterculture movement, yeah, and kind totally. of a community, and how it was um, heavily impacted by what ended up being politics and economics. Right. And yeah,
1: were you guys around? Or are you guys all locals and you guys make it to the Cactus Club? I'm well?
4: born and raised in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
5: Unfortunately, I grew up in East Bay and. Uh, okay. and honestly by the time the the cactus club was shut down that was when i actually started getting into like good music and And when i started being a cooler individual in general
0: (laughs) and though sean lives in colorado no we were not separated at birth he lived in in san jose with me and then he moved to colorado later
5: yeah sean talk about your history of the cactus club
3: oh yeah i used to go to see shows at the cactus club that like my friends bands in high school would play they would basically get a bunch it was like an all-ages show they would start at like 5 or 6 p.m. We oh, used to go hang Sunday out gigs. and drink a bunch of Mountain Dew and <laughs> mosh with each other to our bands. I remember a band named Three Minutes Fast that was a bunch of buddies of mine from high school. I remember and We'd them. go it's see that. their shows there, and it was awesome. And and that was I Scott's think, band, right? I think I saw another concert there when I was like 15 or 16. I can't remember, though. But, um, Lon, yeah. did that? Is that club the one that became Club Zoe? Uh,
1: Yeah, when they got bought After out, that? Yeah, they became... Uh, Zoe, I think.
3: Yeah, I unfortunately used to work at that club and it was awful. And I remember sitting in there because a friend of mine got me the job and going, Man, this was way cooler when it was a cactus club, when it wasn't a (laughs) shitty hip hop club with a bunch of guys trying to stab each other with broken Corona bottles.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, they got
0: stabbed. For those who don't, (laughs) for those who follow us on the internet, you've seen Sean's picture, but you guys don't know how big he is. He is six foot six, so he's a tall
3: guy. And, uh, and at this point, you were you were you were I was like close to three hundred pounds because I thought that Jack in the Box was the only source of sustenance. on
0: So I mean, this dude was a brick shit house, um, not built like <laughs> Thanks, was a brick Brian. shit house. So. Um, <laughs> You ever heard that? I think Sean you're the oh. one who brick shit
3: house? Sean Sean said that Look at him. He's built like a brick shit house once. It's <laughs> built like a brick shit house. You never heard that it's a colloquialism.
1: Oh yeah, all,
5: that's <laughs> a Really because I've heard of like yes, she's is a shit, brick house. I've heard of she's shit mighty brick mighty. houses. <laughs> wow. Built like Those a brick shit
0: house.
3: <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> sorry Detroit <laughs> yeah, because
0: because of the, the the poor um architecture. So uh <laughs> Anyway, um so yeah, you were like a bouncer there for like what a year or so, and then you... no,
3: it was like it was just it was one summer. It was a job I thought I'd get because I was, I had just turned twenty one and I was like, I'm hardcore. I'm a big dude. I can handle this. And then I worked there and had to break up some fights and get like a lot of adrenaline pumping. And I was like, I don't. I, this is not for me. I should get, <laughs> get out of here. I pretty much just quit because I pushed out. I didn't want to be involved with all that violence anymore.
5: So, Lon, what yeah. what was it about the the Cactus Club that made you want to make this movie?
1: Uh, like I said, it was just kind of, uh, it was, it was a scene we were all kind of a part of and I felt like it was kind of an interesting story to tell. Um, and basically, like I said, I was trying to expand my kind of, uh, craft of, you know, I'd never done a documentary before and I wanted to tell this story. And, you know, we, we'd worked on it for about five years, just trying to find kind of a, a narrative to go through it. And so when we finally kind of found, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, scene versus the city kind of underdog thing, like you were saying, then, you know, it kind of felt more kind of necessary to tell it. And, you know, the thing that I like about the most is that a lot of people can relate to it because it's like it, you know, yeah, it happened in San Jose, but it, it basically happens anywhere, any town, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of the, the story yeah. we wanted to tell we were hoping it was universal yeah right? well it's
0: a pretty it is a universal story because you're talking about a place where people really have it connected to and they've grown to love and then when time that, that ever gets shut down uh, there is that conflict that, that arises from that action yeah. taking place
5: well and they even they even said that in the movie that you know basically every town's got every city's got their version of it right. um, they were talking about going into one of the guys was talking about going to to CBGBs yeah in New York, and he's like, he walked in he's like, it's the Cactus Club, it's yeah. the same thing. And then
1: even then, like CBGB's is arguably, you know, a hundred times more uh, crucial and essential than the Cactus Club, but yet, you know, same same kind of politics, you mm-hmm. know, brought it down. Yeah, so, I find
4: it ironic that you're bringing that up because there's a major motion picture of that, yeah, this is a very club that's coming out in one, like, to a couple see months. Yeah, I was I'm, kind of,
1: sorry, I was, I was kind of bummed when I saw that because I was, talking to some friends of ours, and, and basically we were talking about, oh, it'd be kind of cool if we ever did, like, you know, you could totally mine like, uh, tons of stories out of the Cactus Club mm-hmm. story, and we could make a movie, and we could, you know, and then this one comes out, and you're just kind of like, uh, uh, uh no. Right, it's already mind. been done. <laughs> give, it, give, give it a few years, and then you'll have your,
0: your shot. There you go. Yeah. Uh,
5: so, it took you five years to make it? Was that just collecting all that, I mean, what you have is an amazing amount of footage.
1: Well, originally, the original cut was like two and a half hours. Like, right now, the, the one that's on YouTube is like sixty-three minutes. Um,
5: it's it's one hour five.
1: Is that what it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I so watched it today. It's <laughs> around there, yeah, so basically, we didn't want to bore people with all yeah. these stories, and a lot of it was just I knew the different people that were involved, and we, you know, it was all about just trying to schedule interviews and trying to get footage and pictures and information, and you know, a lot of the people did, uh, in the city didn't want to talk to us, and you know, so it was it was like my closest attempt at like investigative journalism, you know what I mean? Even though it was talking to a bunch of ex-musicians and, and club owners, but, yeah. you know, so it still, it took, it's, it took the time, we didn't want to, didn't want to rush it, so mm-hmm. it just, it, it organically took five years to kind of gestate yeah. into what it yeah. is now, so. Nice. Well,
0: what makes the story interesting is that, it, I think the fact that it takes place in San Jose, you know, we, San Jose to the global population is just known as the capital of Silicon Valley, we, we're not known for having any form of culture right. at all. Um, and to be honest, we really don't have much culture anymore. We have little specks of it, but right. not really anything to find.
1: And that was kind of the point, was, like, that nobody knew about it, Or, well, you know, all the people that were involved knew about it and were making it grow and making it happen. But, you know, it was pretty much under everybody else's radar. So it was also kind of the need to just explain to people that, like, hey, you had something going on and you knew nothing about it, you know? And it's like, you know, here's yeah. what here's what we all tried to do for, you know, 15 years, so... Yeah. yeah, we want to tell that story. That's
5: well, great. And then there's but there's this whole other political aspect that was going into it. And I actually kind of opened my eyes a little bit to um but I'm sorry, what was the name of the agency that um, was basically kind of in charge of
1: Oh, the redevelopment agency. The redevelopment yeah. agency.
5: Like I didn't really even realize how how much that had an effect on, you know, where businesses could be and, yeah. you know, how they could operate. And and the fact that they were kind of To a certain extent, at least by the angle of the documentary, that they were acting almost like the mafia by the time the end comes down. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we, we honestly, you know, you can only tell the story that people allow you to tell. And it's like, I really wanted to to be a little more, uh, I wanted to give each side a chance to kind of, you know, speak their piece, but... When the city only offers you a spokesperson that's only going to give you, you know. Oh, and, know, and her
5: speech of, was pretty canned.
1: Yeah, yeah. When they're only going to give you kind of talking points and stuff, that's all I can report. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like um, when everybody else is going to just tell you their interpretations, then that's all I can go yeah. off of. But, I mean, you know, I mean, you talk to any business owner in San Jose or any club owner, restaurateur, or anything like that, they're going to tell you the same thing. It's just, you know. The, yeah. If they want you there, they'll keep you there. If not, they'll push you out. And there were a Downs, lot of businesses yeah. at the time. Like, there was a place called San Jose Live. There was a couple other, you know, nightclubs and stuff there that once they got a little trouble, they, you know, didn't renew beer license or liquor license, didn't renew uh, entertainment permits. And it just, you know, they basically cut off any means for them to make money. So, in a weird way, yeah, it is kind of like a weird extortionist kind of weird, I don't know, racketeer. Not a racketeer. I don't know. But yeah. anyways. So, you <laughs> yeah. know. It's interesting what government is though. So.
0: Yeah, well, just the, the city government's being very rigid about it. Sean, yeah, you were gonna say.
1: I just, I just
3: thought it was funny that the city government did what they did when, where the Cactus Club was before it was the Cactus Club, way before, it was part of San Jose's red light district, and there was a porno theater in that space. Oh yeah. No so way. they'd already made it better and, and and put a club in there, but they're like, ah, no. They wanted it to be more.
1: Enough. Yeah, and the funny thing is too, yeah. and and I, uh, you know, I can't relate. Really, related in the project we've done now, but I don't know if you're familiar with current politics, but a bikini bar just opened on Santa Clara, or no, yeah, Santa Clara Street, uh, the gold club. So here we are 30-something years later, 20-something years later, and now strip clubs are coming back to San Jose. So it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, I hope this is what you wanted, you know? So
5: Wow. Try to,
1: like, how many live music play? There's, what, the Blank Club and maybe the caravan? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, What's a that place? Areas.
3: Well, I've... there's
5: now San Pedro um, Square oh, yeah, Market. That's, that's a like, nice they've, place. They've got like a now live music venue there. But right. even then, it's it's still relatively tame. It's yeah. definitely yeah. not the same like, yeah, kind of counterculture. You can't counter rent
1: culture. your crazy yeah. counterculture po- what? punk band there. Yeah.
3: What's the place that used to be Bullwinkle's and then was the over thirty club called the Backbeat, Backbeat and now yeah, it, was that's called it was the Avalon Ballroom It was Ballroom Avalon, or yeah. like that? and
1: now that was that's been torn down, and I think now it's like a Ugh. dental office or something. Like, yeah.
3: That was <laughs> such Avalon an oh, that sucks. That place was an awesome venue. It was it super was,
1: intimate. It was big, or well, yeah, it was bigger, but uh, that was on Lawrence and Homestead. Oh,
5: the one out, that closed yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I swear to down. God, I just saw yeah. Swingin' Utters there and uh, and Reverend Horton Heat there like not too long ago, yeah, and it's already closed.
1: Yeah
5: what the heck yeah. a friend of mine was doing uh, was doing promotion there
0: well it is very interesting that the music that the city of San Jose likes Is Music in the Park or was it Santana Row? Yeah. They like their culture out in the open. They're not comfortable with it being. But they also want it very
1: safe and very Mm -hmm. profitable stuff that will bring people out, spend money, and then go home. You know what I mean? And And so. They
5: want the yuppies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But look at like Santana Row. I I don't, I try to avoid Santana Row. And this is, I'm sorry if this is too local for, I don't know how your podcast goes out, but Santana Row, the local kind of a upscale mall. Yeah, upscale mall that's outdoors, whatever. you know they'll have their their nice jazzy you know acoustic guitar kind of thing, whatever. And then wine <laughs> bars it.
5: and French French fries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's like I, you know, hey, that music's good, and I'm not complaining. But every now and again, I want to see you know some loud metal or some rock or some you know hardcore rap, you know. And it's like you're not going to get that. No, you yeah, know, you, so. you yeah. have
5: to you have to go to San Francisco for that. You know, you can go true. to Bodmin Hill, you can go to Slim's, that kind right. of thing. Right. So that's the
3: funny thing is you can is go that, to Santa Cruz for some stuff too. Oh, that's
5: the Catalyst, true. Yeah.
1: But I mean, yeah. but think about it though, for all the people that are in San Jose, we don't have something like that. We're trying to be this big city that, uh, that uh, you know, competes with San Francisco and everybody else, but yeah, we don't have the cool stuff that they all do and we chase that all away. So it just doesn't make any
5: sense. There's the, the former gaslighter in Campbell. Nobody's settled in there. No, <laughs> no well,
1: they've been trying to.
0: It's, yeah. They've been trying to make a club there for like eight years. It's oh. not
5: working.
3: I miss that place. Yeah. Did they do anything there? Did, no, they used to do it's, the stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's, it's, for it's the empty. West it's Valley completely there. empty.
0: It's it's all like it's boarded up still.
3: Yeah. Last That's time I such saw such a shame.
1: Last time I saw any kind of energy was at I believe it's called the X Bar now, but it's at the Homestead Lanes over in Cupertino. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Oh
5: yeah. I and know. I went
1: and saw a friends band play there, and it's basically a bowling alley that mm-hmm. has a side room that they have shows and stuff in. And it was really cool to see because there were kids in there. There were you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old kids, mm-hmm. and they're dancing and having a good time. And it was like sitting there going, "Yeah, this is how it's supposed to be." But yeah, they're in the back room of a bowling alley now. You know, San Jose I mean? so,
5: Skate has the same thing going mm-hmm. on, and that's a skating oh, rink. Right. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's yeah. just kind of it's kind of weird. Kind they of they do awkward. the weird
1: nights
0: where they do the yeah. the rock concerts while mm-hmm. people are, are skating. Yeah. They right. did that at, at the uh, Icechile in. Um, and Cupertino as well mm-hmm. for a yeah. while
1: but ultimately that just that doesn't bring in money that the city can tax right. and Control and get whatever, and they they want to bring people into the arena or whatever it's called now. What is it called? HB Pavilion or not even no. SAP or something S- like that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. SAP. The yeah. SAP Arena or
0: something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, this is we're getting way too political for the nerdonomy. Sure, podcast. Sure. So. <laughs> I I am okay with that
0: though okay. because right. um, that's what documentary films do. They true, raise true. social and political issues up, and your film does that. So oh.
4: can I ask a nerdy question? Please, day? please. All right,
1: what type of equipment did you use to shoot and film with? Well, that's a good question, because since we did it, shoot, we started in 2002, 2005. I don't really remember. I was still <laughs> shooting on mini DV tapes. So, I mean, you know, everybody now is all on D- D- DSLRs and stuff and, yeah. you know, these all digital stuff. So I, I was way behind the curve on that. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it was just mini DV kind of cameras. Mm. Uh, I think at the time I ended up getting a G5 to do all my editing on because I wanted to edit on Final Cut. Nice. Uh, I try to use that computer now, and it just—it doesn't even—it crawls. Yeah, it's—it doesn't recognize any of the operating. It won't. It can't even op, uh install the newest operating system. So it's. I really just have. You guys are Mac people, right? Yeah. Can I use that as an extra monitor? Just as uh, a, the G5. Uh, <laughs> or, the, or should I trash it?
0: Well, the the <laughs> monitor. Oh, so you have a G5 iMac? Yeah. It's uh, worthless now. It does not Actually, actually yeah, as a monitor. Depending on
1: OS, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to use it as a
4: monitor, So I could,
1: like, if I have my... Because I have a an MVP 13, so if I can... Can I use that as an external, like, can I use the G5 as an external monitor? No. Um, all right, does anybody want to buy an old G5? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God.
5: Sean, seriously, keep all of that in. That was so awesome. Yeah. I'm it all. <laughs> uh, that you was can... so nerdy. So what did you find was kind of different about the documentary filmmaking process, just in the, the way you shot it and what you were trying to go for versus what you've done in the past? Uh, that's a good question. And talk about um, what you've done in the past and what your other you know credits are and stuff because this is your first documentary, so
1: yeah, first documentary, and probably my last because it was not <laughs> so much. I mean, it was interesting and it was fun, you know, kind of chasing the story. but um, and
5: you're honestly, one thing that I loved about your movie was the storytelling. I oh, loved that story. Oh, cool. And being that I'm from East Bay, I you know and I know San Jose, I know the locale, but right. even stepping out of that, I totally got it. Cool, and I loved the story. So, and that's what
1: I've heard too. Because, and that was the one. One of the things we were trying to achieve was telling a story that only that wouldn't only resonate with the people that were in the scene. We wanted it to reach out to other people that hadn't been in it, and we thought we did that. We thought we accomplished that. One of the big things, and. This isn't really, like, we haven't really gone public with this, but we've, you know, I'll go here. Why not? You guys are nice people. Um, <laughs> we tried to get into the local film fest, uh, CineQuest. I don't know if you guys yeah. are familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, multiple times. And the funny thing is, is I worked for them. I'm, uh, their, their, their chairman, Halfton, was my teacher at San Jose State. So I figured local documentary, local film fest. It's a match made in heaven. Um, and they basically told me it was too local. And which too we kind yeah, so we kind of were like baffled. We we're scratching our head, and we we're just kind of like, "It's too local." So when I got all this feedback from people on the internet, people that had saw it at the premiere, and all and just you know you right now, everybody was saying like, "Oh, I liked how I wasn't part of that, but I could watch it and I could understand and I could relate to it." So it you know so it it, it warms my heart that people are you know no, getting no, no. it. The people at Stick and not, West
5: were straight up wrong.
1: Well, I well, appreciate I mean, it's that. A, it, but yeah. it's the
5: same thing. Like you can mm-hmm. watch you know a documentary about um you know how things in michigan are going you know uh, economically i watched one of those in my you know senior economics class in high school you can watch something about
1: fracking and whatever yeah and and, and it
5: does not make a difference as long as the filmmaker is able to paint that story and draw you in and i was drew i was drawn in
0: i've been on the rejection end of cinequest as well it's fun (laughs) dave and i made a film um, but if you
1: ever get in though yeah, They give you cheese, which is awesome. So
5: what kind. Brie. I love like,
1: cheese. I had a short accepted there a long time ago, and I got a giant wheel of brie as oh part God. of my goodie <laughs> bag. Wait, wait,
5: wait, wait. Was it just like normal brie? Was there anything fancy about the brie? We're going to get to nerds on cheese real quick. Oh, it was... Uh,
1: I don't know what fancy brie is, because to me, all brie is fancy, but it was, you know... Okay. When you get a wheel of cheese, I mean, a, literally, a, a wheel of cheese... You know, yeah. I I felt yeah. like a big shot.
5: I had some really fancy brie earlier today that oh, had like wow. some like herbs like in the rind, and it was it was freaking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, they didn't cheese. they didn't give you like
1: a cheese knife or anything, so I was like, what am I supposed to do with this big wheel of cheese? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd he'd just you would you want to eat just... that
5: like a heathen? They didn't even give you crackers. No. <laughs> for shame, no for shame, cinequest. Yeah.
1: Fucking cinequest. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an XL T shirt if anybody wants it though. If anybody, <laughs> let me know. So okay, okay. For Microsoft. No no, it, for, for no, saying, no, 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 okay, no,
0: no, no, no. I
4: was making a bad pun. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, I have a question about the documentary. Uh, it's true. a two-parter for you. All right. Please what me. was your best challenge, the one that, like, really got to you the most, and what was your greatest triumph when you were shooting this documentary? Hmm.
1: Challenge. challenge. Um, I think the biggest thing for us was just trying to score interviews. Because, I mean, the the thing is, is... You want to tell a story, but at the same time, you still want to make something that's marketable, that you can... I mean, ultimately, we were hoping to sell the picture. Who doesn't make something they don't want to try and bring to that next level? And we thought if we could score, you know, big... Bigger... Let's say... uh, I don't want to say big names, but bands that actually played there that were kind of local, and, you know, we wanted to try and score that. So I was literally... I have a funny story. At one point, I was in Hollywood visiting a friend of mine, and I bumped into, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Donnas. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I saw the Donnas at a Target. And so I got my business card out, chased the Donnas down, and I was like, hey, you're the Donnas. I'm a filmmaker. I'm doing a, do- you guys remember the Cactus? Because they're from Palo Alto. So I was like, you guys remember the Cactus? Oh, yeah, yeah, So I was like, dude, what you guys do? here? I was like, well, you have to talk to our manager. So we, we exchanged information, called the manager. I was, you know, trying to, you know, set something up, but they were about to record their new record or whatever, and I don't know. So it just fell through. But it was one of those where, so the the biggest challenges were trying to score interviews. Like, we were trying to, we had a line on, like, for example, I interviewed the manager of the Deftones and Incubus, and uh, who else did he manage? He managed a bunch of, guys. and so we were trying to get Deftones, and we were trying to get um, Papa Roach, because Papa Roach came out of the Cactus Club. Like, they're huge internationally now, but they opened for my band. You know what I mean. So it was one of those where I've shared the stage. I've a uh, funny story if I could tell it.
5: Are you freaking kidding me? That Papa Roach opened for you.
1: I've shared um, saliva with Papa Roach. Oh and if my I could, god! If I could tell this story real fast, <laughs> please um, do.
5: I, I insist. So uh, what's his name?
1: Okay. <laughs> Is it Kobe Shaddix or Jacoby Shaddix, Something. The lead singer. Um, they played before us, and we played with them a bunch of times because the Calvin the Booker would always book our bands together. excuse me so he goes on and I don't know if you guys have ever seen them play but you know they go off and they're you know he's rapping and yelling and whatever and spitting in the mic so we go up after them and I'm the type of singer I was a singer at the time and so my lips are right on the mic and you you know you're breathing in and out or whatever so I take that first breath and whatever, oh God, whatever saliva that oh. was in that microphone <laughs> went right into my oh. mouth. And I was like,
0: oh.
4: oh, my God.
5: So
1: so you indirectly made out with it. In a, in a weird way, yes. <laughs> we have, have swatched spit.
5: So I used to do AV for um, concerts and live events. Okay. And uh, and I even though I was mostly lighting, I did do audio from time to time. And I swear to God, I appreciated it so much when singers brought their own microphones. Because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a full-blown germaphobe, but mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. Y- y- don't put your lips all over the mic sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it's just icky. There are times
1: <laughs> when sharing is not, not caring. What
5: right? <laughs> <laughs> well, was great because
1: after the first song, I thanked him for leaving all that saliva on it, and then after the show, he came up and he's like, "Oh, sorry about that, bro." And I'm like, "Oh no, it's fine. It's, the deed is done now."
0: Oh, for, <laughs> a second, for a second, I thought you say he just came out and just like started making out with you. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: more saliva, maybe. Or if you have to have a windscreen, just put a windscreen on it. Yeah, or,
1: yeah, put a, put a little monthly, but. It or something. Uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yeah, so that was a, that was a fun time. But so to finish your two part yes, question, so your
1: of, The triumph for me personally, and I don't, you know, you can ask the other people involved in it. But for me personally, I was telling a story that I I'd, I'd had firsthand experience, but not through the entire run of the show, or I'm sorry, of the of the, the life of the club. So I was telling a story that I hadn't fully lived. And so my hopes and, and kind of uh, cares with this project was that when it was all said and done, I could show it to the people who actually lived it and have them approve or accept and whatever. So when we had our first premiere, we had it at the we had it downtown at uh, as part of a, a rock festival or a music festival called Left Coast Live. And so all the like original people that came down, people that lived it, people that been in it, people who were actually working in it, excuse me, and they had come down. Watched it, and afterwards, were coming up to me, going, "Dude, you got it right. You did an awesome job. Good job." You know what I mean? So to get their praise from the people who actually lived it and were a part of it, that was like my my personal like success, my triumph. That's what you're telling their story, and they told you you got it right. Pretty much, yeah. Damn, that's important. So that was that was fun. So I mean, I shouldn't say fun. That was gratifying. So yeah. So to answer your question, that was that was for me the success. So. Fucking red man. Thank you. And actually, can I add one more thing? It's an anti-Cinequest yeah. thing, though. Is that okay? No, or? I actually wanted to talk about yeah. Cinequest
0: for a second, too, but it could go back to what he was saying, so go ahead.
1: Uh, just uh, just to, to finalize the uh, personal success or whatever. So since we didn't get into Cinequest, um, we still wanted to do something with the movie, and we'd had our big premiere at this festival, but round, when Cinequest came around, we figured, you know, why not have another screening? so we ended up contacting the blank club and saying hey we'd like to you know we didn't get into senate class, but we still want to have you know a premiere or you know a lo- another local showing because we don't have the premiere so they had you know they liked the idea and they were like yeah sure so they had canceled they'd cleared a night and i apologize to any of those bands who got canceled that night i'm so sorry uh and then we had a premiere that night of the of our showing and what the best part about it was I had contacted Sal Pizarro at the Mercury News, and I had kind of said, hey, we're doing this, you know, we didn't get into CineQuest, Cinequest opening night is the same night as our premiere, uh, we just want to get a little press for it, blah, blah, blah. So that day of the premiere he Sal had written it up and and basically he had made a comment. He said, Lon Lopez out Mavericks the Mavericks with his new pre- or with his premiere of his movie, blah blah, blah. Wow. Well,
4: So it's funny you're using that word. Um I actually used to record a podcast for CineQuest and we were oh, nice. called R E E L Mavericks. Oh, and
1: there you go. Yeah so that was for me another personal not that I have anything against those guys like I said I've worked for them I love them they're great but it was just kind of nice to be like oh yeah yeah, Maverick the Maverick I was like (laughs) yes Yes. well I mean your face
0: (laughs) like I said before I've been on the rejecting end of the Cinequest in Mm -hmm. fact Dave and I made a film a couple years ago that we submitted to it and uh, it didn't get in. Right. Um, and to be honest, I mean, they even say it in their letters, they reject good films. Sure, sure. And, I mean, I'm not trying to say that our film is, is great at all, but they are very, very honest to say that they have a very particular type of film they're looking for right, right. when they go into it. And I, I guess they're looking for something that speaks to that maverick sort of mindset, that right, going right. against the grain. And what is that? what that means is something that's open to their... Their panelists But it's a documentary.
4: People. How does that not go against well, so yeah, the grain right? in that case? It's, it's
5: about kind of operating independently, you know, outside of what the man wants. You know, Friend. it was it was totally yeah. damned the man, and I freaking loved it.
1: Well, I I think it's funny too because I've been going to enough cinequest and I've seen enough movies there when I went and went. So when I when I was finished with my movie, I went. It might not be better than some of these movies. But it's at least at the same level, you know what I mean? So it was kind of one of those where I think it could have played. And, I mean, if anything, you know, ultimately you want to fill seats, right? You want to put butts in the seats. And I think, you know, if you if you put it with another short or something, whatever, you would definitely get... You would have enough of the local draw to bring people into your festival. Yeah. I think just from a mon- monetary standpoint. But I'm not, you know, whatever. It is what it is and it's past and, yeah. you know...
0: Well, we have in the bay area in the south bay area uh, the camera cinemas who mm-hmm. is a co-sponsor of right. cinequest but they also make deals for documentary films all the time have you have you explored getting the film shown through them i think at this them?
1: point we've pretty much where we're at now is where it's going to end which is basically put it on the internet give it to whoever wants to see it um, i think from a legal standpoint you know i would have to get Legal clearance from every single one of those bands and everything. You know, we've got kind of verbal, you know, permission for everybody to use all their stuff. But it's kind of like at this point, I wanted to just make it as a resume builder and just kind of, you know, let it be and give it, you know, just let people watch it. So gotcha. Yeah. And you know,
5: and that that's a that's a really good question and brings up a really valid point. Here is is the legal aspect of it. You know, using a lot of that found footage. I mean, one of my favorite things that I saw in there was freaking old ass clips of no doubt before right. they were huge and right. i was like is that gwen stefani and all yeah. of a sudden it totally is well, well we made
1: sure to not use any actual song like uh clips yeah so technically i don't know what the actual law is but i believe the video footage is you know i have to get permission of the owner of the video okay of that to use. Okay. now if i don't use any no doubt songs then I believe right. I'm okay. Yeah. I mean there you know, you get a lawyer from whatever record label and they can write up whatever they want.
5: But you I mean, had but you had music from other acts and things we, like we that. We we try
1: to do all local band music, so I mean all the music is definitely from all the bands that ever played there and they gave us you know they gave us cds they gave us like i said they give us their verbal permission like here use this and use that which okay. from for me is fine um it's funny at one point there's a band on there called the shit kickers and they do this great song that's like i wish i, I missed the cactus club or something oh
5: the very end the that very was end. awesome i was yeah. like did they write this song <laughs> not before? for
1: the movie but they'd had it prior so that's a friend rad. of a friend was like you've got to put this song in your movie and so he gave us permission and we put it in the movie and it works perfect, but as I'm uploading it to YouTube, uh, we get the, you know, uh, you're using you know, a <laughs> copyrighted song from, do you acknowledge this? And I'm like, and it's all, do you have written permission to use it? And I was like, well, I have permission, but I don't have written permission. And I was like, uh, I acknowledge it. And so the cool thing, which I like, is now there's a link on there It says, if you like, I miss the Cactus Club, order it here. You know, so, so in a weird way, you know, we're both benefiting from the exposure, sure. which
0: Hilarious. is cool. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So. And so that would be cool. Well, so that people can see it, we'll obviously make, make a link to it when we post the episode. Um, is the there any the way
4: we can see the two-and-a-half-hour
1: director's cut? <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to see it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of stories, you know what I mean? We did yeah. a lot of interview with people, and they would just tell us, you know, oh, there's one time so-and-so did this and that, you know, so. Yeah. I think where it is now, I think I'm pretty happy with, It's you know, it's an hour, it's digestible, mm-hmm. it tells the basic story that we wanted to tell. Okay. And, I, and the fact that it's on YouTube now, which I think is cool, is if people lived it and, and were saw whatever they can put a they can put their comment on it Yeah. they can do their own videos and do a response you know so now it's just there and okay. it's now it's kind of what do they call it like a not like a what do they call it? like a wiki community or a group community or like what do they, you know what do they call it? not like a Kickstarter but you guys know what I'm talking about like a live source. Or oh, li- okay, yeah, yeah. Like
5: just having an open yeah. forum. Open, from, right? Yeah.
4: yeah. Something well, like that. Well, um, out of sheer curiosity, have you seen the documentary Sound City?
1: Remind me what that is because uh, that sounds really it's Directed familiar. by Dave Grohl, I, okay, um, it was yeah, about yeah, the yeah.
4: recording studio in like LA or uh, the right? burbs of LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. Some Heard of the big, about it. So my favorite part about that documentary is uh, is how there are dozens just dozens of different awesome stories and that's what made for me that documentary really well and I think considering with yours if it's just dozens and dozens of stories you got my vote. No question. <laughs> well
0: maybe, maybe yeah. we'll
1: do a, a B side or something. Yeah. <laughs> there you uh, so, go. Yeah.
0: Well well Lon, thanks for sharing your story with us. No we're worries. gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and do uh, something mm-hmm. pretty fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back folks. And we would like to take a second to acknowledge some feedback. We had a feedback from a couple times where we wanted to say, you know what? We want to hear you guys do that game show we did a couple episodes ago, but actually really it's back in February, where we did the reverse movie quotes. And we are happy to announce that we are going to do another round tonight. So I'd like to welcome back to Nerds on Film, my Nerds on History co-host, Eric Brickmont. Hey!
4: hey! Yeah!
2: Thank you.
0: Also Thank you the sound all.
4: Guy?
5: Also known as the Game Master.
2: The Quiz Master. And the Bearded Wonder. And the Bearded Wonder. The Bearded Wonder Quiz Master guest host. Yeah. Anyhow, hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. Yes, I am back. And and due to fan request, uh, we are going to do another game show of bizarro movie quotes.
5: I'm ready for it. Let's do this.
2: The famous example
0: of this game is, say goodbye to my large enemy. The correct answer is...
2: Say hello to my little little friend. friend. Yeah, and let's let's give a little back history to this. Because, folks, if you want to actually hear the first episode we did, uh, go back to the episode Say Goodbye to My Little Friend, in which Brian was just giving. Say goodbye to my large
5: enemy. Or Say
2: Goodbye to My Large Enemy, thank you. Trust me, I I know the ones that we're doing right now quite well. (laughs) Um, And you can kind of hear the example of, of how we're doing this. Essentially, I'm going to give all of the contestants a famous quote, from a movie only i'm going to do it as if we are in the bizarro universe uh and uh, sean for those who are not familiar with the bizarro universe in uh, 30 seconds or less give us uh give us an, an understanding of that
3: bizarro universe everything's opposite superman is bizarro he's awkward his s is backwards and he's
1: really pale and he's evil that was brilliant
2: exactly <laughs> right. so you know worlds are cubicle and what have you and up is down but not everything is a hundred percent uh, different, And that's kind of how these movie quotes are as well. Their context is going to be totally different. Um, sometimes it'll be very literal. Sometimes it'll be a little bit more figurative or metaphorical. But you guys are going to totally understand. Uh, we've I also got so. a special tiebreaker uh, that will throw the rules out the window. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you, Kevin.
4: <laughs> well, we haven't done that this episode, so I had to bring it up.
2: You don't get any extra points, though, for sound effects.
4: Oh, come on, bearded wonder. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
2: So the way that we're going to score this game is uh, quite simple, in fact. Uh, You're going to have to answer the movie quote in uh, three parts. The first part is reciting the correct movie quote. Okay? The second part will be telling me the movie that it has come from. And the third part is the actor and or character that the quote comes from. If you get both actor and character, it doesn't get you any extra points, so you don't have to. But if you want to, by all means, show off your nerd. So this is a game of elimination At the uh, end of each round The player with the lowest points will be eliminated Leaving behind the other combatants To move on to the next round Alrighty ladies and gentlemen Are you ready for Bizarro Movie Quotes Round 1 we are so yes!
3: I'm so happy. ready Your
2: first I'm
3: Bizarro Quote I'm really excited
2: Goodbye I'm Desert Desert Genius What? Cricket sound Cricket sound Keep in mind, the first round is the easiest. Hello,
1: I'm Wet Dummy. Incorrect. Oh, okay, sorry. Can you say it again,
2: please? The quote is, goodbye, I'm Desert. Desert Genius. Sarah.
5: I don't know how this works at all, but I'm just going to say, hello, I'm James Bond. No, that doesn't fucking work. I don't even know. This is really difficult. That, That makes no sense.
2: All right. I will give it to you in the same inflection as read by the character in the movie. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm Desert. Desert. Uh, Genius.
5: Hello, I'm Forrest. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Ah. Tom Hanks. Well done. Thank well, you. well
0: done. Three points oh. for Sarah. That was I got really... It. I got it. For round
2: like, one, that's really hard, that dude. That was really for, hard. Yeah. You remember, well, the opposite of a forest. Is an arid environment. Sure. Like a desert.
0: <laughs> 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 i <I'm>
5: just say, <saying.
2: laughs> But wait, when well, I think desert, I think the opposite is water.
5: Wait, what was the opposite of gump?
2: Uh, gump Genius. is actually the word for dumb. It, oh. is, a, it is a word uh, analogous yeah, with
4: dumb bad. That. fucked okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was heady for the movie. You, you, you gotta
2: dumb it down a little
4: bit, that, dude. That's come not on? my you got problem. You gotta dumb it down a
2: little
0: bit. I think it's the episode title. You gotta dumb it down a
2: little bit. gotta dumb down. Alright, contestants, are you ready for the second question? Sure. Sure. Oh, okay. This one's an easy one.
4: You call that a spoon? That's not a spoon. This is a spoon. Kevin. You call that a knife? That's not a knife. This is a knife. Crocodile Hunter, Crocodile Dundee. What?
0: No. (laughs) Two
1: out of three points. points. Ah! Stealing
0: it, Paul Hogan as Crocodile Dundee.
5: We're not stealing stealing? it. We're not stealing it. Oh, shit.
0: I'm sorry.
1: The crocodile okay. hunter was in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> not. That's awesome. That's
5: right. That's not his name.
0: But no. Kevin,
1: Kevin,
2: for cr- getting the correct quote and the uh, the correct uh, uh, character, yeah. uh, you get two out of three possible. All votes. right, I'll take it. All right. Yay! You must be very clear with your answers. The next quote is "Get off my boat." Sarah.
5: Get off my plane Air Force One Harrison Ford Well
2: done (laughs) Three points for Sarah Contestants, are you ready? Are you entertained? Are you entertained? This is why you are here And the crowd chants Englishman Englishman Englishman
4: Alright, so this is uh, Marcus No, 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 sorry No, This is Gladiator, Maximus Aurelius I'm mixing this up uh, the chant is um, Maximus, Maximus. I think I've answered all three at this
2: point. I need the correct quote.
4: Oh, are you not entertained? I
2: need the quote in its entirety. Oh, come
4: on. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not? Is this why you're here?
2: Close enough. I'll give you it to you. Wait. I thought that was a quote that Russell Crowe said in real life. not a quote. He said actually in the no, movie. No, he
4: says it in the movie.
2: He's in the to movie. Who? He's down in the pit uh, during After the gladiatorial battle. Yeah, he beats them and he says, "Are,
4: are you, you not entertained?" entertained?
2: Are you not entertained? I just watched this movie like two weeks ago. So okay, because he
0: line. also said it when he got booed off stage when he was playing with his rock band. But now I get the context of it.
5: <laughs> can
0: uh, I get a point for.
2: Can I get a point for nerd credit for <laughs> knowing that. No, in fact, we are have to subtract a point. I'm sorry. <coughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, Kevin. That's three points.
4: Yay!
2: All right. Harsh acid on left hand. Harsh acid off right hand. Uh, let me finish the quote
3: acid off, acid on. All right, so I'm going to say Pat Morita is the actor, the movie's The Karate Kid, and say the quote again so I can piece it together. Harsh
2: acid off, left hand, harsh acid off, acid off, right hand, acid on, so, okay, acid on.
3: Wax on, left hand, wax on, right hand, wax off, wax on. Pretty cool. Or close. wax on, wax off. It's soft it, it,
2: it's soft wax. Remember, it is the Bizarro universe, so technically it's uh wax on right hand, but that's highly confusing, so I'll give you all three points anyway. <laughs> I just figured you switched the hands, so I switched the hands. All right, fair enough. Uh, three points? is three points for Sean. Yeah!
5: Yay, Sean's on the board.
2: Also, okay. contestants, please let me finish reading the quote. <laughs> before we buzz before in. Before you buzz in. Okay. That way I can actually have my eyes looking up at you so I can tell who's buzzing in first. Thank you. Okay. How will we know the quote's can, done? Can you say contestants? <laughs> all right, I'll say contestants. The next quote is... Mongooses. It had to be mongooses.
1: Contestants. Oh, lawn. Uh, snakes. It had to be snakes. Uh, Harrison Ford and Raiders of the Lost
2: Well done. Three points for
1: lawn.
3: Woo! Okay. Go lawn. Well Shit. done on catching
2: the mongoose connection on all of you. Actually, that was that was yeah. quite good. Quite no, good. Uh,
1: but I'm sorry, I didn't wait for you to
0: finish. I'm no. like missing by half a second when it comes to these hitting the buttons. Well, Brian, <laughs> tighten it up a bit. <laughs> Lock it up. And fuck all of you. I'm a sore loser.
5: <laughs> but remember, we're waiting till he says contestants.
2: Contestants. Okay. That's your cue to go. Okay. All right. The next quote is. Alrighty. That was an accident, I'm sorry. Brian has been eliminated early, moving us on to round two. Alrighty, the next quote is, The flatlands are dead with the silence of the spoken word. Contestants.
1: Oh, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh, fuck. And that was the sound of music, and... Julie
5: Andrews Julie there Andrews we well yeah. done there we go, go. three well points nice. for Lon. I was like I was about to hit the button but then I heard Clue and I'm like alright might as well just give a him
0: <laughs> this game is not a reflection of movie knowledge
5: no clearly not <laughs> it's
2: movie knowledge and Speed. logic yeah <laughs> logic alright moving on to the next quote do you hate bananas well I got his number how do you hate them bananas contestants Brian.
0: You like apples? Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. As, of course, Will Hunting. And Brian is on the board.
4: Yay. Thank oh.
2: God. Uh... It
4: took you long enough. As a reminder, <laughs> yeah,
2: temper your emotions and let the quiz master say contestants first before you do it. Moving on. I ate her appendix with some snap peas and a terrible Merlot. Contestants. <laughs> Brian,
0: I ate her liver with her f- some fava beans and a nice bottle of Chianti,
2: which is Anthony Hopkins' as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. It is a nice Chianti, but that's okay. I'll give it to you for adding the bottle. Three points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final question.
3: <clears throat> May I just say that there is a three-way tie
2: between Brian, Lawn and Sarah for Wait, six points. You're telling me there's a three-way on this show? Is that going to get us pulled off of iTunes? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably.
3: Kevin has five, and Sean has a three. <laughs> I am watching you, Sean. I'm trying to keep you
5: alive, buddy.
2: All righty. The final quote for round one. Go with someone else if you want to die. Contestants, Sarah.
5: Come with me if you want to live. And that's Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger
2: well done Sarah however you only get two out of three points because it was Terminator 2
3: Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually come
0: with me if you want to live is actually in the first one it was, was said by Kyle Reese in the first one oh. yes but not by Arnold Schwarzenegger which whatever is this I'll take two quiz. points that's fine because that's one of the common themes in every single film It gets said over and over again and the TV show well the
2: quiz yes. master has learned something now thank you <laughs>
5: <laughs> point. I'll take two points I'll forgo the other point I'm in the lead anyway
2: <laughs> Alrighty, it is the end of round one and uh judges who is being
3: eliminated? Well sorry to say Sean will not be advancing to the second round. You are not the weakest link. It's just your sound
5: buzzer just didn't go off in time. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: However, Sean, we give you full right to heckle someone if they get it wrong.
5: Yeah. Oh no no. Actually cool. Sean Sean should actually answer for all the, the ones that we miss. Like don't let the contestants pick it up, but let Sean answer for the ones that we miss.
3: Good. Because I thought for a second you're, I was just gonna leave and then I was just gonna go open one of my veins in a warm <gasps> tub of salt water. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, we want you here.
3: You want to open one the artery, Sean, of the arteries, Sean. In fact,
5: things. the very
2: first
3: person to be eliminated, this is now a rule because I just made it such. Um, <laughs> Did anybody miss that Brian told me a more expert way to kill myself as if he really wanted it? <laughs> 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 All right, judges, take a point away from Brian. That was uncalled for. Oh, fuck you. I'm, you. <laughs> uh, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm Okay, I'm going to amend the rules then. Um, Sean, you get a point for every point that you can steal away from everyone else, possibly bringing you up... <gasps> Closer in the, in the later, later rounds.
5: Oh, so eliminated contestants. So, in the next round, when we eliminate somebody else, they can do the same thing. They can steal, but it's just between the two eliminated people. Yes. So, I, I just have to
3: catch up. I have to steal so many points. Yes. Correct.
0: I totally I catch up. Okay.
2: intended for that rule to exist. I don't
3: know. We will see. Okay, cool. I right, if gets it Because
5: if, the game
0: goes if on. no one gets it wrong, you should have a chance to be able to answer and redeem yourself.
5: Yeah, we like extra credit. Okay.
1: Here. I still think you should get a point for good heckles. I <laughs> <laughs> <That
5: too. laughs>
2: Alrighty. Contestants, that was a vigorous round one. Now moving on to perhaps a more vigorous round two. Alrighty. The first quote of round two. Hey, tighten up, will ya? You're not a lot of man, you know that. Hey, you want to make 14 cents the easy way? Contestants.
5: Can you please read that again?
2: Sean's got it. I got it. Alright, I'll read it one more time. If no one can get it after that point,
5: Sean gets it.
2: Sean can go in for the steal. Hey, tighten up, will ya? You're not a lot of man, you know that? Hey, you wanna make 14 cents the easy way?
3: Can I go now? Sean, Sean for for the the steal. Loosen up, will ya? You're a lot of woman. You want to make fourteen dollars the hard way, Rodney Dangerfield, Caddyshack. Three points for Sean. Oh, oh well done. Yes. Well done. I haven't seen
5: Caddyshack. That's one of the best lines
3: time. in comedy film history. How did you guys not know that? I
5: haven't seen Caddyshack in a long ass time. We, in fact, that's My a mom, that's a running gag at where I work. We always ask
3: people if they want to make fourteen dollars the hard way. <laughs> <That's so> nice. <laughs> it's a righty. code for do you want to blow me for? Work, it's hard babies. because not
0: all the qu- not not the the entirety of the quote is not negated it's, yeah. so that makes it even more challenging than it was the first time around right. this is round two
5: Okay.
0: A more you did difficult say round. more vigorous
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> no I mean the first time is like the first episode
2: we did this everything's been harder this time <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you shouldn't be so good at what you do then moving on to the second quote I'm too young for this pre-digested food <laughs> contestants Brian
0: go for it I'm too old for this shit yes. Danny Glover as Murtaugh in
3: Lethal Weapon. It's Murtaugh, Brian. Murtaugh. Heckled. <laughs> you can't say fucking Murtaugh to save your life. And Murtaugh is, a, is another offshoot of our name, even, yes, Brian. Yes, we know. That's our Omer next episode. Harte, yeah, I know, but you keep saying Murtaugh, and it kills me inside.
5: <laughs> <laughs> heckle, heckle, heckle.
1: Shut up, Murtaugh. <laughs> Three points for Brian. Can, Can I actually, hear the quote one more time? I'm too young for this what? Pre-digested food. Pre-digested food. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well,
2: how else would you describe shit? It's this universe, right? In the right? the
5: opposite of shit, yeah.
2: This was very hard to make this list. I want you all to know that.
5: But you did a great job. That's going to be mark. my
1: new catchphrase. I'm <laughs> too young for this pre-digested food. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: all that should right. be the title. <laughs> Well, we've got a couple other quotes that might be the title, too, so we'll (laughs) see.
5: All
2: right, moving on to the next one. Persians, ignore your dinner and be picky eaters. For tonight, we skip our meal in heaven. Sorry. Sorry. Contestants.
4: Kevin. Gentlemen, enjoy your night's rest because, or eat up, because tonight we dine in hell. King Leonidas 300. I know. Give me two points on that. I know.
2: I've got to give you two points. I know, because I butchered Uh, that. You had a decent last half. Sean, for an extra point, can you give me the full quote?
3: Spartans ready your breakfast and eat hearty for tonight we dine in hell.
2: Well said, sir. Yes, thank you, Sean.
3: Two points for Kevin,
2: one point for Sean. Moving on to the next one. Remember, temper your trigger buttons. This is the girl in front of the girl in front of the girl. Contestants.
5: Wait, what? Say that one more time?
2: I will read it one more time. If no one can answer it, Sean goes in for the steal. This is the girl in front of the girl in front of the girl. Sorry. Brian. Is this the I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude from Tropic Thunder? No, that was from our first episode, or the first time we did this. Uh, We actually used that quote. So no points for Brian. Sean, go in for the steal. That's exactly what I thought it was. Fail.
5: Oh. Oh. This is the girl in front of the girl. In front of the girl, right? That's what yeah. It was.
4: This is the boy behind the boy behind the boy?
1: Uh, can I go? Go for it. Uh, this is the guy behind the guy behind the guy, human centipede.
2: Alrighty, righty. Well, one point.
4: <laughs> I, I'm no, t-
1: t- that wasn't it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I admire your,
2: your creativity. sorry. Oh, you get okay. you get one point for the correct quote. Oh, oh my okay. god, right. that would be horrible. <laughs> what was it from? You also get a imaginary half point for guys you mean nauseous for mentioning <laughs> that movie. Okay. Um, the actual quote, which is. Uh, this is the guy behind the guy behind the guy is from Swingers, as spoken
1: by oh. Vince Vaughn. Oh, oh that was going to be my second one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I
5: like human sympathy better. <laughs> That's awful. <huh? laughs> oh, man.
2: Next quote.
5: Okay.
2: Forward and to the right. Forward and to the right. Forward and to the right, contestants. <laughs> Brian. Back and to the left. Back into the left, back into the left. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah,
5: I was like, I could have guessed that, but I didn't know what movie it was from. All right,
2: the quote is correct. So Brian gets one point. Sean, can you tell me the actor, t- character, or character, and movie? Kevin Costner, JFK. Well done. Two points oh. for
5: Sean. Oh, shit.
2: All righty, moving on. Oh, you all better get this.
5: this is, I'm doing so. If terribly. you don't,
2: I'm going to be really disappointed. I'm just saying. No pressure. (laughs) Fucking thanks, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've got a living person in a car with a head in an uncovered driveway. Get me to it. Contestants. Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Never
4: mind. Never
3: mind. He's always so disappointed he's winning. Kevin Kevin vetoes his.
2: uh, Buzz in again. Whoever wants it. Sarah,
5: Wait, can you say the quote one more time? <laughs> I'm like, I just need a point.
2: I will say the quote one more time, and then it's up for grabs. Okay, okay. From Sean. Now you've got a living person in a car.
5: Now you got a dead guy in a car. With a head. Without a head.
2: In an uncovered driveway.
5: In a garage.
2: Get me away from it.
5: Get me to it. And it's uh, Pulp Fiction, and it's uh, Harvey Keitel's Wolf. No! Okay, no! shit, son of a bitch! Did I fuck it up?
2: No, you got okay. it correct. Ah! He, he
5: screamed at me. I thought I got it wrong. Whole
2: fiction, Harvey Keitel, oh, also Winston Wolfe. Uh, you got the quote correct.
4: That's three points
5: okay. for I, Sarah. Why are you yelling at me?
4: Because that was going to be my answer, but my brain was saying, no, 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 it's something else. Contestants, oh. will, ah! re-
5: <laughs>
2: Contestants will refrain from yelling, <laughs> screaming, I'm so making loud, frightening utterances, and pooping themselves.
4: Oh, I was going <laughs> to... Ew. Which Kevin Gross. has now apparently. <laughs> <don't> oh.
2: <laughs> you said nothing about vomiting. You said nothing about vomiting. <laughs> All righty, are we ready, folks? This is so ridiculous. Patient, I'm from the past. I came here in a stasis device that you didn't invent. Now I need your help to get to go forward to the year 1985 BCE. My apologies, <laughs> contestants.
0: Okay, I'm gonna do so. The, the first word is doc. What's what's the next phrase? All right. I asked if you're going to be able to walk me through it, so because <laughs> I, I I have it, I do have it. I just I can't get the exact phrasing right. For future reference, we'll be making okay, these doc, quotes. Doc, I'm from shorter. the future. I came from the year 1985 in a time machine you invented, and I don't remember the last part of it. But it was obviously it was. Marty now McFly. I need your help
2: to go forward to the year 1985 BCE.
0: Yes, and it was from Back to the Future, and it was Marty McFly, aka Michael J. Fox.
2: All right, folks. I, I no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to give you two all. points. The next quote. Must go slower, must go slower, must go slower. Stop, 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 stop! Contestants.
4: Um must go faster, must go faster, go, go, go. Jeff Goldblum is Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park.
2: That is correct. However, I will give you an additional point if you can this. tell me what other movie Jeff Goldblum said the exact same quote. I got it. You're already selected. You have to keep
4: buzzing in. <laughs> it's it's uh, Independence Day.
2: Well done. Four points for Kevin. Can I
4: get a little bit of trivia in here on this? Because it actually is fucking awesome. Um, I'm so excited about this. Um, technically, that line. He does not say in Independence Day it is a direct copy of the soundbite from Jurassic Park that they just added into Independence Day just for the hell of it.
2: Ooh, unfortunately, I would have to deduct the bonus point that I gave you. Then I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs>
5: I will kill you. All right. All right. That you is good?
4: that is awesome trivia. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. My, my adrenaline is uh, like really really pumping right now. I I'm can shaking. tell
2: you <laughs> you you you're almost as red as the shirt that you're wearing.
4: Uh, a little bit, and the watch that I'm wearing too. <laughs>
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is wow, the he wasn't final. kidding, me, he said vigorous. Yes. <laughs> it's round two, it's crazy.
5: Lon is like so freaked out right now. He's like, what the hell did I get myself into? It's like the Olympics. <laughs> so this we, is our
2: Olympics. This is yeah.
5: the Olympics. Perhaps we
2: should have gone from two contestants to three rather than six. But Whatever. that's okay. Moving on to our final quote for round two. Nothing the darkness touches... Is our democratically elected country contestants? Brian.
0: Everything the light touches is what our kingdom encompasses. It, it's, uh, it's Mufasa and the Lion King. I got the quote kind of wrong.
2: Judges, uh, the, 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 the actual quote is Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Judges, two points. Okay. Okay. that's okay two points is so good get an
1: extra point if he gives the voice of Mustafa <laughs> no that, the light that, the that light will light
2: however go to Sean if Sean can kingdom. give us the full quote in, uh, in Mufasa's voice then I will give him
3: uh, an extra point everything the light touches is our kingdom Nah. Join me on the docks.
5: <laughs>
4: there we
1: go. I can't See remember it. the rest of
5: it. <laughs> All right, give that, give
1: that man an extra point. Was give that was more white point. than James Earl Jones, I think. But it was sexy. So you get a point for sexy. That's the
3: best I could do. It, it, it got me I was aroused. doing James Earl Jones from Cry the Beloved Country. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Star Wars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. The judges are deliberating. All one of them. <laughs> we have discovered that, unfortunately, Lon... Is limited it's perfect is limited <laughs> this round, but he can come back. Sean did
3: come back with a total of seven points.
1: Wait, I had an imaginary half point. Did you count that one? <laughs> right? So seven and a half points, a
5: lot of. So crew. wait a minute, wait a minute. But okay. Sean doesn't come back into the next round. He comes back at the end. Yeah, or no, he can win the whole damn thing if he. He can win him. the whole
2: damn thing, being, just being on the side.
5: Okay. Live yeah. has
2: forfeited, thus giving his imaginary half point to Sean. Yes. Sean, you're now up by one imaginary half point. Imaginary half point. All right, folks. At the beginning of round three, some exciting events here in the Nerd Cave. Uh, Lon has had to bow out. He had to leave due to time constraints, and therefore his points are now void. With an exciting development, however, in fourth place, we have Sean coming up with ten points. Why what, is that exciting, what? you ask? Because Kevin and Sarah are tied with 11 points, for tied for both second and third place, if that's Possible. Bum, bum, and in first place, <laughs> Mr. Brian Moriarty. How many points? It's a surprise.
3: <laughs> no, you have 14 points. D
2: <laughs> <laughs> billion
3: dollars. Does anybody else fear like Brian's ego's taking up most of the cave? <laughs> but no. first. Wait, judge! <laughs> really? You're gonna
2: Judge, quiet. Fuck you, you all. <laughs> And Sean is continuing to rack up points for those that people cannot answer. Alrighty, at the beginning of round three, your first quote. My lack of a higher power. It's completely void of black holes. Contestants. I will state, this is my favorite quote in the entire game.
5: Say that one more oh, time, say it one more time, one more time.
2: If that gives you any hint. Uh-huh. My lack of a higher power. It's completely void of black holes. Contestants. Sarah?
5: I'm going to say, my God, it's completely... Fu- oh, fuck, it's completely... Fu- fuck, 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 I don't know.
3: <laughs> my God, it's completely full of fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck I don't know is not the correct answer. I would Sean. like to use an anti-heckle. That was awesome. Excellent <laughs> fuck. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Sean, um, going in for the steal. Well, I'm going to say Star Trek...
5: <laughs> Just because it's it. his favorite. Oh, <laughs> um, completely oh, so very wrong. With, right. with um, the, uh, because it is my favorite movie S- quote, I will give it
2: to you in its entirety.
5: Asteroids something. Brian,
2: my god, it's completely full of stars. Movie? Uh, I have no fucking what? clue. <laughs> okay, well, I'm assuming you wouldn't know the actor then. No. Um, it's close, but it's not quite there. The quote is, My God, it's full of stars. From the movie, and you might think 2001 A Space Odyssey when you think about it, right, but it's actually right. 2010, the year we make contact. Oh, this is my wild. bit of trivia for everyone. For those of you who are listening out there who apparently are Stanley Kubrick fans, unlike everyone else in the room, I don't know. Uh, I'm a big fan of he 2001 didn't make A Space Odyssey. No, he did not. Uh, No, he wrote 2001. Right. Uh, The the quote is misquoted often from that movie, 2001, which Arthur C. Clarke, who was writing the book the same time as Kubrick was doing the movie, went ahead and included it in, but they had some creative differences, and they decided that uh, they would not include that famous quote from the book in the movie. Instead.
3: That just got an eye roll from Sean instead. No, it didn't get an eye roll. I just thought that that is officially the most nerded out any episode of any of our podcasts. Yeah, I've that's ever pretty
5: bad. <laughs> well, wait,
2: because it gets better. In 2010, the year we made contact, because Kubrick was not involved in it and they went off on the direction of the book, the sequel to the book, which was actually written before that movie, uh, they included that sound clip even though they had to actually record it with the actor. He, he never said it in the first movie. Uh, but they included it in the second one. So I'm just saying
3: that's wow. awesome can well, I get some points Brian for that one point because he said the quote <laughs> right holy
2: shit alright you said it reasonably right even but though I you had no idea where right it came d- from or what it was, <laughs> I, knew it was a a, I knew it was a <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> movie and yes. I find it personally insulting the judges have decided to give you one point.
5: <laughs> I'm just surprised Do it I wasn't from Star get half point trying. for full of fuck?
2: <laughs>
4: you can have the imaginary <laughs> other half point.
2: <laughs> no. You can have 10,000 imaginary points. Thanks. Yes. I
5: somewhat feel she can not She could buy an imaginary validated. car with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're almost at unicorn. <laughs> 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 Alrighty. The next quote. Neither be lazy dying or be lazy living. Intestines.
4: get busy living or get busy dying that is morgan freeman from the shawshank redemption who plays a character red Ooh, close Tim robbins what he also oh, wait hold on hmm. no morgan freeman totally does say that he totally says that when he's in the hotel that is carving uh next to brooks was here so was red he totally judges says mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. okay judges are giving me a uh-huh <laughs> uh so that's three points
5: I'm frustrated because I hit my buzzer and it didn't go off, but that's okay.
0: Mm. That's that fine. sounds like a personal problem. Kevin and I are neck and neck.
4: Plus, um the fact that I I'm just going to say this as a side tangent, Morgan Freeman saying that more than t- it sounds a lot better than Tim Robbins. Just putting that out there.
2: All right. That's because so, Morgan up. Freeman I'm saying I'm anything sounds better than
5: guys. anyone. <laughs> S-
4: sorry.
2: And in quiz midway... Quizmaster, you done that. <laughs> midway through round three, the quizmaster has been chastised, losing all of his... And bastard. <laughs> <laughs> losing all of his imaginary points, but moving along the game. But I'm not amusing how. I mean, not amusing like a mime? I don't amuse you? Contestants. Brian, what do you mean I'm funny? Like funny like a clown? I mean, how am I funny?
0: It's Joe Pesci in uh, Goodfellas.
2: Uh, judges, I'm going to defer... Actually, Sean, do you think you could clean up the quote a little bit? For a po- I'll still give you the point for it, but if Sean can clean up the the, the quote, I'll, I'll give him an extra point.
3: I'm funny how funny like a clown, like I'm here to amuse you. You cleaned it up pretty good. It, the the, the final <coughs> quote is,
2: but I'm fu- I'm funny how I mean funny like a clown. I amuse you. Oh, okay.
3: So three I points don't deserve for the three point. points. I'm gonna heckle myself, Sean. You're a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> three points for uh, for Brian.
3: Getting pretty darn close there.
2: I don't know, judges. Do you think Sean gets a point? I do. All right, Sean, you get a point for cleaning it up. All
3: right. I don't feel like I deserve the point, but I'll accept it. The the Bavarian judge is being very generous to Sean. (laughs) I'm still going to say German Irish.
2: (laughs) I don't know what I am. He's having
4: an ethnic identity crisis.
2: (laughs) It's multiple personality disorder, and that's why he's the judge. And they're all counting as the judge.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm glad I made Sean laugh.
2: Are we ready? Yes. (laughs) The next quote.
4: I completely get it.
2: For a short time during my life, I've been waiting for no one. And when I find him, he's... He's a whale.
0: Brian. I don't get it. I've been waiting my entire life for somebody. And when I find her, she's a mermaid. Tom Hanks and splashed.
2: Two points definitely... Sean, if you can clean up the quote,
3: I'll let you
2: steal the quote because it was a little butchered.
3: I, right. I can't clean it up better than he did. All
2: right, three points for Brian. Then the the full quote is: "I don't understand. All my life I've been waiting for someone, and when I find her, she's she's a fish. She's a fish. Ah, fish. The opposite ah. of mermaid is not whale." <laughs> <laughs> okay, contestants, your next quote: "I'll refuse having sex with you for some falafel." Contestants. <laughs> what? <laughs>
5: What?
0: That's the the episode title right there. I'll refuse having sex with you for some falafel. What? (laughs) Wow.
2: Anybody?
3: I am so confused. Sean? I'll have sex with you for a
5: milkshake?
4: I I don't know. Sex with I'll have
3: sex with you for a sandwich? Nope. I'll have sex with you for $5. <laughs> I'll have I mean, sex no, with no. you for free. I'll have sex with you for fun. Okay, contestants. <laughs>
5: Whoa.
2: The quote is, I'll sleep with you for a meatball. Julie Andrews in Victor, Victoria. Oh, uh, fuck. Damn. Sorry. That is not part of the quote. <laughs> <laughs> there is sex in it, but God, that is David, not part of the quote. You and your Weird I'll
4: fuck you sorrowful. for a popsicle. Well,
5: Victor Riccardo is a great movie, but again, haven't Falafel seen it in a long so
1: time. sandwich and so also cold. a veggie so I'm as <laughs> Okay,
5: okay it doesn't matter, let's... Tuesday, well, be the okay. ever,
1: so I'll fuck you for a popsicle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the best title we can't use, or even say on the show for that uh, matter. I
3: know, we can say it on the show.
2: <laughs> Just to justify that one. Uh, falafel is chickpea in ball form. Yeah, chickpeas are vegetables. Meat is not, but it is in ball form. That's where I lost a is lot going.
0: of what thought that one. <laughs> but most people associate falafel with the sandwich, not just the the item that
2: is inside.
4: The I'm desk. sorry, you must Don't be out of box thinker. <laughs> yeah, th- he is the gamekeeper
2: as well. All <clears> right, <throat> <clears clears throat> <throat> 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 semantics. This one you should all know. Worry about it. My enemies are down there. They'll have that easily penetratable barrier up on time or this will be the longest retreat of all time. Contestants. Yeah. I, I can name a movie. I can't, I can't, okay. <coughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay,
5: okay, okay, okay,
0: okay, So it's definitely, I'm going to say it's from Return of the Jedi. Correct. One point. Uh, who says it? Lando Calrissian. Two points. Uh, I can you give I, me
2: a close approximation?
0: Give it to me again. <laughs> Brian, me, baby, one we agreed with wouldn't talk about. It.
2: Just give it to me, come on.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> worry about it my enemies are down there don't worry about it, my friends are down there they'll have that easily penetratable barrier up on time they better have that impenetrable shield down or this, this is going to be the shortest battle ever shortest eh, close enough, I'll give it to you um. it's, it's don't worry, my friends are down there they'll have that shield down in no time or this, this will be was... the shortest offensive of all time whoa, okay.
5: I did not even hit it my phone is freaking the fuck out right now so I think I'm out
2: well,
0: I was going to say, if you want to... First of all,
5: I'm way the fuck behind, but also my... There fault. are more questions to do. Yeah, let's
2: focus back on the game. Sorry. Here we go. Lies. Lies. No one keeps hollering about the lies. Well, the lies are as clean as the truth. Contestants.
3: Sean's got it. Sean for the steal. Jack Nicholson, a few good men. I need to hear the quote one more time so I can do it exactly. Oh, it is not
2: Jack Nicholson. Or a few good men, but I will read Ugh. back
3: the quote for the
2: possibility to at least get the point for the quote. Lies, lies. No one keeps hollering about the lies Well, the lies are as clean as the truth. Truth, truth. Everyone's talking about.
3: The everyone's truth. whispering about the truth. I don't Everyone, even think I can. Finish everyone's
5: it. whispering about the truth what was the last part. It's uh, but the truth, the truth is, is, is just dirty, is as dirty as the lies. Lying.
2: Can you give me a I movie actor, I'm, actress? Samuel L. Jackson. No,
4: but creative. I'm, uh.
2: I... So
4: close, though. There's Chinatown? No. no. There's no motherfucker in that phrase, though.
2: So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to y'all, and the judges can decide uh, how these points get distributed. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Oh. Elizabeth Taylor.
5: Oh, fuck. Truth,
2: truth. Everybody keeps hollering about the truth, Well, the truth is as dirty as lies. The
5: last time I saw the movie, I was, like, ten. I'll
2: give Sarah the point for the quotes. But, uh, That's no, a pity
5: no. point. I'll no, take it, a pi- <laughs> honey. I take the point.
2: All right, Sarah gets one point.
5: i was so sad. I'm so sad. This round, <laughs> it
2: is wrapped and infused with pity, yeah. but it is a point nonetheless. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Really <laughs> to the next quote. There is an abundance of terrible man boobs in this world. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Sorry. It would be fortunate to preserve yours, contestants. No, no, no. Sit, let Sarah yes. have it. Let Sarah, Sarah, Sarah have
5: it. Princess Bride. <laughs> and it's Carrie Elwes as, uh, well, Wesley. And it's, um, there fuck, a shred- there, are there are a shortage, shortage of perfect, perfect breasts in the world. world. It would be a shame to damage yours. It would be a pity to damage ones as nice as yours. Like pity,
2: a pity to damage yours. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, three points.
5: Fuck! <laughs>
2: Brian moving on <laughs> why
5: <laughs> stop trying to talk over my answers I can do it on my own <laughs> oh. I know it's Princess Bride and I know I understand I there appreciate it no but, help but don't the have contestants.
2: Wimbledon I'm sorry Wimbledon
4: contestants Wilson well Wilson I'm sorry Wilson sorry that is Tom Hanks in Castaway who plays the character Chuck well done Thank you. Wimbledon? Three points for Kevin.
2: Wimbledon is another uh, producer of Sports Gear. Oh. And it's the closest I could get to Wilson. Continuing on. Jane, do you think the beginning of the world will come at daytime? Contestant.
5: A... Okay, go ahead.
0: John, do you think the end of the world's going to come at
4: dawn? Mm, no. Kevin. All right, I'm going to try for a trifecta. Um... John, do you think the end of the world is going to come at night? Uh, that is Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. No.
0: Right. Sean, you, you had that hand.
2: I had the quote, but he got the quote right. No, he did not. If you can clean it up and give me the one last piece, the one piece that is missing. John, do you think the end of the world will ha- come at midnight? The 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 name is Jim. Everything else Jim. is correct. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to give out a point for each person who at least attempted the quote correctly. Can anyone anyone give me the movie an actor is
0: it a star trek movie
2: it is not even though it has jim in it well done <laughs> <laughs> again playing to the uh, to the quizmaster here jim right. do you think the end of the world will come at nighttime is the quote uh, it's a classic invasion war of, of the, the body snatchers war of the worlds nope judge <laughs> judges i get no points is it casablanca it is rebel without a cause uh, Fuck. Uh,
5: stop picking movies I saw when I was like in my teens it's round 3 I it's know. meant to be harder. the most
2: vigor. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact that ends round I'm 3
5: out. oh shit <laughs> the out. end of
2: round 3 Brian has 25 points Kevin with 18 and Sarah sadly I'm sorry you have 15 points a valiant effort do remember you won last time which is kudos to you. So you're still the reigning champ.
5: I'm just saying... So far. Until the end of the episode. Fuck this fucking fuck, fuck, fuck game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I actually really enjoyed this. Thank you for letting me participate. Okay, this brings us to...
2: Quizmaster will not want to come back after this game. Quizmaster is seriously considering whether or not he'll be coming back and the death threats that he's already received. No,
5: it's just... It's so good that it's extremely hard. That's all. Shut up, guys.
2: (laughs) All right, here we go. Kevin, Brian, we're gonna throw a little bit of a wrench into this one. Round four is a little different. Round four is our lightning round. There will be five questions asked. Does the word each can... question is worth one point. Now, Kevin, every point is worth every question is worth two points. If you get every one of these right, you can steal the game away from Brian. Brian, oh if you get just two of these right, you will win the game. Okay the version of this Bizarro quote comes from the secondary title associated with movies. For example Fall of the Golden Skateboard <laughs> would be Fantastic Four Rise of the, the Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer. <laughs> Skateboarder <laughs> Skateboarder <laughs> oh, I love it. In That's order good. to answer it correctly wow. all you need to do is just give us the very first part of it but so try, try give, it us, give, it, give it the correct so. subtitle so again, the, the, the one that I would read to you would be Fall of the Golden Skateboarder, and you would have to read back to me Fantastic Four. The whole title. I, I'll, I'll go with Fantastic Four, but if you can do Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, because yeah. some sequels are, you know, yeah. that way, yeah. I think that works best. All right, are you ready? The Blessings of the White Uncalcified Sand.
4: Kevin. Prince of Persia, uh, time, uh, Sands
2: of Time. Mm, that is incorrect. Brian, can you steal it? The Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, well done. Uh, All right, Brian,
0: you only <coughs> need one more to steal the game. Sean, and, Sean, and Sarah were nodding with that. Sean and Sarah were I nodding. Was
5: freaking out because yes, I knew I was. It. Kevin, <laughs> you can still tie it up
2: if you get the next four correct. You can tie it up, and then we'll go to our final tiebreaker question.
5: No,
4: no pressure.
2: No pressure. <laughs> only the entire game rests on, we'll on, rest on your shoulders right now. <laughs> the movie title is. The Angel Hairstylist of Single Ship Avenue.
4: <laughs> I know it is. Did, did it again. Uh, I was going to say the girl with the dragon tattoo, but I know that's incorrect. And that is incorrect. Brian.
0: Sweeney Taw, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, we have tonight's winner, Brian Moriarty. Well done, Hello. contestants. Yay. Well done to all of you. All right. We really. survived. Nobody was injured. Only some people were moderately
0: insulted. This is not. Uh, you guys all did very, very well. And I mean, a lot of this is just luck of being able to get the buzz in time. So, I mean. whatever. says
5: the winner. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I appreciate, appreciate Fuck you, the you, Sarah. i <laughs>
0: humble. Considering fine. the sheer amount I numbers. won. I feel so fucking good right now. And you all suck. There, you happy? You a want me to bit. do that? Yeah, There's fine. That was kind of self
5: cool. satisfying, wasn't <laughs> it? All right.
3: Jesus, Brian. <laughs>
2: Uh, I do have to say, though, well done, everybody, for, for keeping up with the game. Uh, Sean, amazing job coming back, though. Fantastic job. You you really I made tried. a great game back. I got close, but... But there you go. And considering the number of people playing, I think this uh, went surprisingly well. It did. And before we wrap up I, I
0: uh, for the night, we do have the two pieces of uh, shout-outs we have to give from the social media today. So I'm just going to run them off real quick, if that's cool. First comes from Chad Quinn, who won our uh, question on Monday for the Ch- Caddyshack quote. He wants us to actually say a movie quote on, and so I'm going to go ahead and recite it.
2: Well, great. You've just got 30 of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, License to kill gophers by the government of the United Nations. Man, free to kill gophers at will. To kill, you must know your enemy. And in this case, my enemy is a varmint. And uh, a varmint will never quit. Ever. They're like the Viet Cong. <laughs> the varmint Kong. So you have to fall back on superior intelligence and superior firepower. And that's all she wrote.
5: Oh, my God. Carl. That is so Her freaking good. Her second
0: Caddyshack quote of the evening. Yeah. So
5: freaking good. The other
0: is um, Steve, Steven Rosenberg of the uh, Motion Picture Meltdown podcast. He wants us to uh, say that he wants the three of us to do our best impression of John Travolta from Battlefield Earth. One quote from each of you. That is all.
5: <laughs> who's, the th- who's the three of us? <laughs>
0: uh, well, I guess he wasn't thinking of all four of us, really. So, let's
4: see. All right. So, here it goes. <clears throat> Stupid humans well
0: done <laughs> I tried crap lousy ceiling I thought I told you to get some man animals in here and fix it thank you Scientology
5: <laughs> I haven't seen the movie so I can't give you any good
0: so Sean you have a quote he, he yeah said hold on too. hold
5: on while you were still learning to spell your name I was being groomed
3: to conquer galaxies <laughs> <laughs> wow. that's a straight up quote in the exact inflection <laughs> It was horrible. Uh-oh. I'd probably, ra- I'd rather watch somebody load puppies into a pitching machine before I'd watch that movie again.
2: You know, that was actually one of the deleted scenes in
4: the movie. Um, and then they they use them as real targets with yeah. their rifles.
0: <laughs> well, Stephen, there's your quote. Chad, the guys continue to. Um, in our quotes on facebook and you will and on twitter and we will be able to uh if you guys can answer those questions we'll get you your shout out on our podcast speaking of which hey you can check us out on our company twitter at nerdonomy and all of our personal twitters i'm at brian moriarty i am at the sutorious
5: i'm at sarah ash 16
2: i'm at the brickmont
0: i'm at big sean mo and of course uh, even though he is not here you can always follow david c mcguire as well
2: I think he's
0: a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, so folks until we meet again stay nerdy and you can tune into us next week same nerd time same nerd channel nerdonomy.com
5: bye
0: peace and roll credits And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex.
5: You know what? You had 30 quotes earlier, so pick one of those.
0: Okay.